Bon Appetit. That was the voice of Katy Perry telling us that she is all that you could want to eat. Yes, the video is called Bon Appetit and it features her being prepared, cooked and served up as a human dish for other people to consume. Cannibalism. Why is corporatist media now normalizing cannibalism? As if 2022 wasn't weird enough, Soylent Green is people. Welcome to another episode of Resistance Radio with me, Majid Nawaz, and we kick off this episode with a poster from uh, the classic 1970s film Soylent Green, which uh, you'll see there in the poster, is set in year 2022. The poster gives you the headline, people are still the same, they'll do anything to get what they need, and they need Soylent Green. If you haven't seen the movie, Soylent Green is a food substance fed to people in 2022, and that food substance is human beings. Why is corporatist media now normalizing cannibalism? This is not a spoof episode. This is not an April Fool's joke. If only it was, please listen on. And I promise you, this is going to sound less crazier, but more scarier as you continue to listen. Point one, reality is stranger than fiction. Now, you may have noticed how surreal the current climate is. And in particular, how surreal this timeline that we inhabit is. And unfortunately, it's about to get stranger. Demons, I believe, have been given permission to wage war on humanity by the devils who live among us. They think they are predators. In truth, though, I think they are nothing but pathetic, weak little parasites who cannot even control their own lusts. In order to insulate their own perversion, I say their own perversion against public revulsion, they seek to stain the public's appetite. This is done so that those who would otherwise judge them are guilty of the very same crimes before they even have had a chance to realise what their, their own hands have delivered. The crimes I'm speaking of, of course, here are by now well known, and I've posted for you in uh, the Radical Dispatch, the accompanying notes to this episode of Resistance Radio, various headlines just to jog your memory that this isn't some alternate reality, but actually something been witnessing build for a long time, whether it's Jimmy Savile and the damning reports of him being a paedophile monster that the media covered up about. Uh, that's there in a headline from the Daily Beast for you or from the BBC, the headline Harvey Weinstein timeline, how the scandal unfolded, or indeed Prince Charles, third headline, Prince Charles under fire for reportedly bailing out Prince Andrew over his links to Epstein, or the famous head of elite models, the Frenchman Jean-Luc Brunel, who was an Epstein associate, and like Epstein, was suddenly found suicided in his Paris prison cell because, like Epstein, he knew where all the bodies were buried. He knew who all the clients were. And indeed, fashion mogul Peter Nygaard, who's been arrested in Canada as of December 15th, 2020, on sex trafficking charges. Now, as you can see, and as you will continue to see, whether it's with R. Kelly and his conviction or any, or any number of others, these parasites have already been sprung. They're desperately in need for the public to be on their side for when those who remain free, and by that I mean when I say those who remain free, those who are named in Epstein's Black Book, those who in particular 
are on his flight logs. Now, there's two bills in particular that were on his flight logs, giving that film Kill Bill a completely different meaning. Those two bills were Bill Gates and Bill Clinton, both of them recorded on Epstein's flight log. So the only people convicted to date for the crimes of trafficking minors around the world to serve the uh, appetites of the elite have been Ghislaine Maxwell, a woman, and R. Kelly, a black man. Because the others, Savile, dead. Epstein, dead. Brunel, dead. Prince Andrew paid his way out of it. Nygaard charged. Weinstein, yes, he's been convicted, but it wasn't linked to, linked to the Epstein scandal. So how is Ghislaine Maxwell the only person convicted in history for trafficking minors for rich men to have sex with, while none of the men themselves are yet to even be named. It's the only crime that has no perp. And yet here we are. So, of course, normalizing and promoting such vices as cannibalism can be done for the purposes of normalizing it so that you and the public don't stand up in a fit of rage and chase down these clients who are no doubt guilty, but as of yet unnamed. Though, of course, a simple internet search can reveal for you Epstein's black book as well as his flight logs. The other advantage of normalizing and promoting such vices is that it leads to communities tearing themselves apart, turning on each other instead of looking up the old divide and conquer, because the best form of protection against the mob is to turn the mob. And those who object to this evil are hastily being cast themselves as the evil ones. So with this in mind, and with these purposes in mind, you're going to start to notice every conceivable derangement being incrementally normalized in the corporatist media through the use of psychological nudging. From horrific levels of uh, violence to paedophilia, vices are fast becoming virtues. And yes, this is no joke. This includes cannibalism. The New York Times reports on the 23rd of July, 2022. I'm just going to read the direct verified blue check tweet put out by the New York Times. And this is a quote there for you in the Radical Dispatch in an image form as well. Cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films and shows suggest that the time is now. Can you stomach it with the headline, A Taste for Cannibalism? Sadly, this is all too real. Moving to point two, nudge, nudge. And along with seeking to normalize paedophilia, a lot more of that you're going to see too, this cannibalism is also a pattern. Why is it always the behavioral scientists, mind you? So we've got a headline here for you in the Radical Dispatch. And again, I'll just simply read it for you. Swedish scientists advocate eating humans to combat climate change. Subheadings, a behavioral scientist from Sweden thinks cannibalism of corpses will become necessary due to effects of climate change. He made the controversial presentation to Swedish TV during a Future of Food conference in Stockholm. The scientists acknowledges that many taboos, uh, uh, that the many taboos this idea would have to overcome. And then there's another headline for you from the Blue Check Verified Science account. Quote, when we think of cannibalism in human populations, we recoil. But cannibalism is one of the key contributors to balancing out nature. Science.org, why some animals turn cannibal. Moving to point three, the human flavored gateway drug. Now, as any good behavioral scientist would tell you, it's always good to begin with mere normalization and mere suggestion. So the Atlantic here has a headline, 
how cannibalism became taboo, a brief history of a surprisingly common tendency among animals, ancient humans included. The article continues to say, direct quote, for most of us, it's unthinkable. Human is never what's for dinner. Sorry to burst any bubbles, but in this episode, it must have been the Atlantic's podcast. In this episode, we discover that not only is cannibalism widespread throughout the natural world, it's also much more common among our own kind than we like to think. Interesting. Who's about to be sprung? Just look into the ownership of the Atlantic for a moment, will you? I'm going to read that line again for you. We discover that not only is cannibalism widespread throughout the natural world, it's also much more common among our own kind than we like to think. Spiders and sharks do it, so do both ancient and modern humans. Ancient and modern humans. Underline that. It's going on now, folks. Continuing the quote, so why it sometimes makes sense to snack on your own species, and what are the downsides? That's actually in the Atlantic. Forgive me, by the way, these are images I'm not directly linking to these articles. I don't want them to think that such crap is popular, but... I link to the images posted on my Twitter account. Some of them are direct, others are indirect, but you, know, you can Google them if you're desperate. I wouldn't advise looking them up just to, because what it does is it gives the people that are writing this rubbish the impression uh, that they're wanted to write and continue to write such uh, uh, articles. Moving uh, to the, ne the next point there within point three, the gateway drug. It's why I called it um, this particular section, the gateway drug, because as the New York Post reports, uh, from the 28th of June 2022. This isn't, this is recent, folks. Uh, and I'm just going to again read the headline for you. Sadly, this is what it says Vegan Burger Hyped for Tasting Like Human Meat Wins Award. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Vegan Burger Hyped for Tasting Like Human Meat Wins Award. This is not a joke. A fake meat burger was made to taste like human meat, submitted to a competition won the competition, and thereby gathered, uh, garnered the headlines. That's This is what normalization looks like. Now, moving to point four, uh, there's nothing to match normalization and to help push it along than a bit of virtue signaling. So 2.4, and again, in the New York Post, again, just directly reading the headline for you. Scientists suggests eating human flesh to fight climate change. So in case you uh, needed to save the planet while eating your fellow humans, that's the way to do it. At least you can earn social credit points for being environmentally friendly at the same time. Moving to point five. So why do this? Well, why do this? Why normalize cannibalism in 2022? Strange enough, when that movie Soylent Green was set in 2022. And the answer is because they are serious. They mean it because they've been doing it themselves. I've posted an image for you on Dutch TV, two presenters eating each other's flesh. Now that, I wish, is as bad as it got. But now we move to the meat, to the substance of this particular episode of Resistance Radio, as contained there for you in the Radical Dispatch. The Times of London, now those of you who know and those of you who don't, rest assured, the Times is no blog. It's not even a tabloid. It is the paper of record for the United Kingdom, the Times. And by the way, for those of you in the States or thinking of the New York Times, the Times is not even a left-wing newspaper. It is a serious right-of-centre paper of record in the United Kingdom. And on the 27th of July, 2022, this month, they published a, a piece with the following headline, Scientists Feast on the Prospect of Young Blood 
elixir. Subheading, we all know the secrets of a long and healthy life. Eat well, exercise, everything in moderation, dot, 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 and, of course, regularly drain the blood of the young. A University College London scientist has argued that humanity is close to having the tools to significantly prolong our health span. Direct quote from the article. Already, this is being tested in people. A US startup called Ambrosia offers teenage blood plasma to elderly and older customers, reputedly including Silicon Valley billionaires at a cost of $8,000 for two and a half liters. I'm going to read that again for you. Already, this is being tested in people. A US startup called Ambrosia offers teenage blood plasma to elderly and older customers, reputedly including Silicon Valley billionaires, at a cost of $8,000 for two and a half liters. They're selling human blood to vampires, and I wish I was joking. And because if you're doing it, again, back to the why, because if you're doing it, you won't blame them for doing it. And underneath the Times article, I've posted a piece here from Rolling Stone, headlined, we're all missing the point of the Army Hammer cannibalism scandal. Army Hammer was a two-bit actor. I say was because since this got exposed in the press, because somebody doxed all the messages, one of his uh, ex, what they were known as, he called them kittens because these were subs and he liked to think of himself as a dom, doxed all of his messages when he told his kitten that he wanted to literally eat her. And he was serious. This cannibalism scandal, Rolling Stones points out, we're missing the point of it. Well, if you were to read that article, I have put that article there, you can see it's very real. He very really was advocating eating people, not just in these docs messages, but also on his own Twitter account, doing so openly. Well, since then, he's lost his acting job. Uh, but he's not just any old two-bit actor. He comes from a very old elite family. That's the why. Because if you're doing it, you won't blame them for doing it. Moving underneath uh, the piece on, uh, from Rolling Stone, moving to a piece in Metro, a newspaper in the UK, headlined, British royals used to be cannibals dining on human flesh. Direct quote from the article. Now, a new reason has emerged why the royals might be a particularly interesting subject with the revelation that they used to dine on human flesh. This practice apparently took place in other parts of Europe as well up until the end of the 18th century. And there we have it, folks normalizing the unthinkable because the unthinkable has already been thought and has been done for a long time. It's about to be exposed, is being exposed, and one by one, group by group, people are going down. But there's an entire client list of people yet to be convicted or even named. Before that happens, because the black book, book Epstein's black book and his flight logs are available in public, in the public, ready and prepared for you to search if you wanted to and see all the names listed in there, names that are household names that you could never conceive of are in that book. Starting with the president, Bill Clinton, who was on the flights. And so if you ever wonder why all manner of vice is being normalized in public, it's because in private, these people have been engaged in all manner of vice. And they want you to be culpable before you render them culpable. And hence, back to the uh, music video by Katy Perry. If you were to watch that, it is incredibly graphic. I don't advise it if you're queasy, though uh, clearly, clearly she thinks it's funny. No wonder her ex, Russell Brand, ran for the hills and has never been the same since. Just like Kanye West, who went slightly mad. And I'll leave you there again, uh, just with the exit track 
Katy Perry's rather rubbish song, Normalising Cannibalism. Until next time, this is Majid Nawaz here for Resistance Radio. Please encourage, thank you first of all for subscribing. Please gift a subscription to friends and family. We rely on your support to keep this and other radical media products going. Uh, to reassure you, uh, this particular uh, Resistance Radio and the Radical Dispatch with it uh, will be a staple, not just for articles and episodes such as this, but also for notes that our episodes on our media shows will be based on and therefore can be a great resource for you to look back and find various resources and receipts. Thank you for subscribing. Please share this and gift subscriptions to others. You're listening to Majid Nawaz here for Resistance Radio. Until next time. You could disappear